the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. Welcome back to the Hard Shoulder. Time now for In Our Defence, wherein we explore a court case that made history in this country, from the bizarre to the historic, weird to the unconstitutional. We're going to find out just why these cases have left such a lasting legacy. And to take us on this journey, I'm joined by Gavin Dowd. Again, Gavin, good to see you. Um, We are talking about this uh, famous... The Gay Cake case, uh, the Burton Ernie uh, case uh, that went all the way to the UK Supreme Court uh, and beyond. Remind us uh, about the details of this. Well, Kieran, all great legal cases have great stories behind them. And the story here starts in 2014 with Mr. Lee. He walks into a bakery called Asher's in Belfast. And he's going to a party that night, so he wants to get a cake. But it's not just any type of party. It's a party for a group called Queer Space, which is uh, an LGBT organisation that he volunteers with. So it, it's not just going to be any Victoria sponge cake. This is a special cake that he wants. And on the front of it, he wants the message, support gay marriage, alongside a picture of Burton Ernie from Sesame Street. Now, you can go down many, many rabbit holes late at night on the internet. One such rabbit hole will lead you to a section of the internet which looks at old cartoons and old TV shows and tries to give sexual orientations to the uh, to the characters in those TV shows. And some fans online have suggested that Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street were perhaps more than friends. He, He-Man was definitely gay, wasn't he? <laughs> I mean, he had to have been. Well, the, the, the creators don't want to get involved in any of that. They just say it's fun. Okay. They're just sock puppets. They don't have a sexuality. Uh, but Mr. Lee insisted to get them on the cake. And he went to Ashes, placed his order, and a few days later he got a call back from Miss MacArthur, who was one of the owners of Ashes, and said, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we don't want your order. It offends our religious beliefs, uh, the idea of same-sex marriage, so we'd rather not make your cake. Here's your money back. Now please go elsewhere. Okay, so what did Mr. Lee do? Where did he go? Well, he went straight to court. Uh, well, he went to the Publicly Funded Equality Commission and made a complaint because he was humiliated by this. He did eventually get an alternative cake and he did go to the party, thankfully, but he was humiliated and felt discriminated and degraded by this uh, experience. So there were two laws that were involved here. There's the Fair Employment and Equal Treatment Order, which bans discrimination on political and religious grounds. And then there's the Sexual Orientation re- Regulations, which ban discrimination in the context of goods and services being sold by businesses on the grounds of sexuality. So we went to court and the district judge found that they did cancel the order because they opposed same-sex marriage as they regarded as sinful and contrary to their religious beliefs. And that ultimately he was treated less favourably than a straight person would have been treated uh, in the same circumstances. So, so, so this was the, the, the essence of Mr. Lee's complaint was that Asher's Bakery had, had been in breach of this legislation, that they had discriminated ag- against him because he's gay. Essentially, discrimination is treating someone less favourably than another person on the basis of some ground, in this case, the, the ground of a sexual orientation. And that was the, what the court found. But they decided to appeal and it ended up eventually in the UK Supreme Court and there was more than meets the pie, if you'll pardon <laughs> that terrible pun. Um, because that the that Supreme is a terrible, Court, terrible that was, pun. That was anyway, really bad. I should pardon it. Go on. <laughs> Thank you, Judge. <laughs> uh, the Supreme Court found that the objection, as they put it, was to the message not to the messenger. In other words, there was no issue, the the bakery had no issue with who was going to eat the cake or who was going to buy the cake, in this case, Mr. Lee. 
It was what the cake said, which was same-sex marriage, which was a political message. Ah, okay. So um, imagine I, if I had gone into Asher's Bakery and I had been going to a party and I said, I want Bert and Ernie on the top of it and I want to say support same-sex marriage, uh, they wouldn't have baked that cake for me. And, and it couldn't possibly be because I'm gay, because I'm not. So therefore, they were not discriminating against Mr. Lee. They were just saying, we will not print this message in the cake because we don't agree with the message. Precisely. So, yeah, you or Mr. Lee, or if Mr. Lee happened to be straight, they wouldn't have served him the cakes. Mr. Lee could have bought anything else in Asher's. It was just this specific cake they wouldn't serve to him. And in fact, Mr. Lee had been to Asher's before. He was a fan of their baked goods. But it was just this particular cake that caused the issue. And the Supreme Court also said that it it had been suggested in earlier court proceedings that the message on the cake only accrued to gay people. It was only to the benefit of gay people. That Mm. if you supported same-sex marriage, by extension, you must be gay. Um, But the Supreme Court said, of of course not. No, you know, the benefit of same-sex marriage extends to the friends and families of people who are gay, to the wider society. Um, And though they said it's deeply humiliating, obviously, to go into a shop and be refused service on some ground... This was not discrimination based on his sexual orientation. Well, we actually have a a little clip of uh, the owners of the bakery speaking after the ruling. Take a listen. We're delighted and relieved at today's ruling. We always knew we hadn't done anything wrong in turning down this order. After more than four years, the Supreme Court has now recognised that and we're very grateful. Grateful to the judges and especially grateful to God. Four, four years, Gavin. I mean, how much did this cake cost? How much did this legal challenge cost? I think the cake cost £34, and I believe the legal fees were in the hundreds of thousands. And that's the obvious criticism, that this cost a lot of money, and the publicly funded Equality Commission were supporting it. But when you take away the silly stuff here, Bert and Ernie, and the fact that this dispute was ultimately over a cake... The principle here is that Mr. Lee went into a shop, he was a gay man, and he felt he was refused service on the grounds that he Mm. was gay. And this is an issue of fundamental discrimination, he felt. Uh, That didn't turn out to be the case, but I mean, when you you break it down to those grounds, it was a worthwhile case to bring. Uh, Now, was that the end of it at Uh, the UK Supreme Court? No, it wasn't. And there's a few other things that the UK Supreme Court actually said. And ultimately, this wasn't an issue of discrimination, they said. It's an issue of freedom of expression. And the freedom of expression of Mr. and Mrs. MacArthur, who own the bakery. And obviously... Uh, oh, their freedom to express their opposition to gay marriage. Well, yes, uh, in a sense, that you obviously have the right to say something or to have an opinion. Yes. But you also have the right to not have an opinion or to not be forced to express an opinion to disagree with. And to the MacArthur's, who fundamentally disagreed with, with gay marriage... Uh, if it was ruled that they had to make Mr. Lee this cake, they would be forced to print a cake with something on the front of it that they completely disagreed with. Mm. And there was no question of their sincerity about their religious beliefs. Mr. MacArthur, as you heard, just thanked God when he came out of court. And in fact, the Asher's name came from Genesis forty nine twenty, which says, Bread from Asher shall be rich and he shall yield royal dainties. That's a great little uh, little nugget of information I hadn't heard uh, at the time. So anyway, so so these are the grounds that the the UK Supreme Court make their decision. And as I said, they they went on from there, did they? They went on from there. Yes, the battle wasn't up. The cake was eaten, but the battle had continued uh, all the way to the European uh, Court of Human Rights 
which, by the way, uh, because people can get confused, it's not actually an EU court. This is a separate court that rules on the European Convention of Human Rights, which is this human rights um, treaty, this international treaty. But this was only recently, in the past couple of weeks, they dismissed the case on a kind of a procedural note. They didn't even hear the case. Um, oh. So this is the end. But this is not the first time something like this has happened. Oh. Around the same time the UK Supreme Court decided on this case, there was another gay cake case in America, which went all the way to the US Supreme Court. So <laughs> there's a lot of litigation over over cakes with uh, with same-sex marriage. Um, and what, what happened in the States? Well, what happened in the States was seems similar, but slightly different and crucially different on one point, that this was not a cake which had a political message about same-sex marriage. Of course, in Northern Ireland, same-sex marriage was illegal at the time Mr. Lee tried to buy the cake. This was a gay couple who went into a bakery, I believe it was in Colorado, and they wanted a wedding cake of their own. And uh, the baker said, no, I won't uh, serve you this cake. And the Supreme Court ultimately said that the baker couldn't, you know, have this completely discriminatory policy against doing gay wedding cakes, but ultimately that he had a right to freedom of expression uh, in the case. And in certain circumstances, he he would be permitted to, mm. to refuse. They do lend more weight to the freedom of expression in the States than we do on this side of the pond. They do love their opinions. <laughs> and if this was American radio, Kieran, you'd probably get a lot, uh, away with a lot more. Um, so what are the ramifications then, the long-term consequences of this, uh, well, ultimately a UK Supreme Court decision? Well, that's the big question. And it, it remains to be seen. Does this have ramifications beyond just the specific uh, case we don't really know yet, um, but yeah, it, it remains to be seen whether this just applies to, to cakes or it has wider ramifications. All right. I, it, um, do you know what's amazing? That we made it through an entire slot today of all days about cakes and we haven't mentioned Boris Johnson once. No no <laughs> Boris Johnson puns whatsoever. Uh, listen, Gavin, uh, an absolute pleasure. Really interesting stuff. Now, I know we have our legal question of the week. Last week you were telling us about why judges uh, wear wigs. Um is Judge Judy a real judge? Really well, important question. An important one. And, and many's a law student, though they don't want to admit it, has changed their CEO, CAO forms based on watching Suits or Judge Judy. She does say the people are real, the cases are real, the rulings are final. Yeah. And Judge Judy has That's been a good judge. for me. She was a former oh. family law judge in Manhattan. But when you watch the TV show, that's not a real courtroom. She's acting as an arbitrator. So this is basically a private individual who sorts out other people's disputes. Oh, right. Okay, so she's like a mediator or something. Essentially, you go in and you say, whatever happens in this case, we agree that Judge Judy's ruling is final. Um, but no, she's never going to send anyone to prison. Uh, what about your man in the UK? What's his name? Judge Rinder. Ah, uh, yeah, Judge yeah. Rinder. He's not a judge, is he? He's barrister. He's a practicing barrister. He's a serious lawyer, but no, he's not a real judge. He's just an arbitrator. Oh, I guess shatter my dreams. Anyway, <laughs> what are we looking at next week, Gavin? Next week, we're considering a case about water fluoridation in water. They add fluoride to the water. Yes. Somebody challenged this. And in what seems like a bit of a conspiracy theory of a case it led to one of the most significant legal judgments in Ireland in the last 100 years alright I look forward to that uh, Gavin Dowd an absolute pleasure thanks a million we'll have all your business news next stay with us The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan subscribe and drive no deposit no compromise no fuss find out more at nissan.ie